Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language, big daddy root, and nonsensical whimsy. You have been warned. Fantastic. Welcome back to Whiskey in the Stream. Root did the recap last time. Uh, Gurdon is probably out tonight. So everyone else, please roll a d20 and logos. Uh, we do accept volunteers. I'm going. Bren volunteers himself. Hold on, I'll slash roll d1. Oh, that didn't work. Mine. I was about to ask if I was required to uh, roll. <laughs> yes, you were exempt as well since you missed message. All right. If that's okay with you, Root, I don't want to step on your perfect note-taking, which we were praising earlier. I don't know if you heard that part. Oh, thanks. Oh, so, you go right ahead. I was, I'm exempt because I did it last time. Perfect. So uh, last time, as we had opened up the rooms, Kaelin moved forward and touched the first Warforge in the antechamber and made a connection. It was looking for a source of power, needed repairs, and needed to update or upgrade its security settings. Just trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, we had a fun discussion about uh, what it's like to meet his own gods that created him, um, which he promptly dismissed his creators, like any parent knows about teenagers. Uh, anyways, we found sarcophagi. I'm a toddler, thank you, French. <laughs> and uh, we opened them up to see uh, the creators of the Warforged, and they had all kinds of uh, jewels inside. Um, I think I got this a little out of order. I know Kalen got VIP access for him and up to five others. He was trying to not get access for some people. I'm not sure why. He had some kind of devious thing going on. Um, uh, but then he decided to get access for everybody, like the good friend that he is. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we looked, we did, uh, go through the sarcophagus. We found that they had some kind of unweaved arconic magic, arcana in them, um, through detect magic. Uh, we decided that we were going to collect them for uh, Linscale. And Caleb made us promise that we would not profit off of his creator's money. Um, then the Petrified Mummies arrives, and Daddy Root takes care of the Nadis in two rounds, or 12 seconds. She crushes them all and decimates them. Caleb uh, then removes one of the Warforged from a pedestal that seemed to be powering up. Um, and Gurdon goes full John Cena on the other Warforged, slamming him into the wall and both getting stuck to the wall with some webbing. Uh, then Kalen becomes the god in the machine, seeing the layout of the places, and reroutes security away from the Guardians and almost dies. And I believe that's where we're at. Yeah, sounds about right. And also, I was not trying to deny any of my friends' access. I was worried... The whole VIP thing, it sounded like companions meant stuff was going to come into this room. So I wasn't trying to deny anybody access. I don't put it out there. Yeah, I guess whoever narrated that probably should have been more clear about who was a host and who was a <clears throat> the, the target. No, no, it's fine. Damn it's computer Warforged language. Kalen's got to learn it too, so it's all good. Ren definitely believes you were trying to to keep him out. 
<laughs> Ren didn't hear the conversation. Oh, well, I did, I guess. <laughs> That's what I thought. Ren did not. In character, he did not. No. I realized halfway through that, I was like, oh no, I have phrased this horribly wrong, but it's <laughs> too late. I can't back out now. It's okay. We got there in the end. It just had to take some, you know, a little bit of debugging, a little bit of rerun, and then, you know, we got there. Oh, oh yeah. And Kalen did also explode. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lightning bolt energy <laughs> erupting from his person. Um, yeah, he's got two now... hit points last I knew. Seven. Seven. Oh, seven. I was close. Oof. Out of my 103, I am at seven. <laughs> I plan to cast Healing Spirit. So just walk through that. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, right now, Gurdon is still kind of stuck to the wall, uh, pinning one of the Warforged, which appears to have stopped moving. Uh, Gurdon is kind of caught up. His face is a little bit bound up in webbing. But uh, so he may be silent for a bit, <clears throat> not wanting to get that into his muzzle. But you all have the room. There are broken pieces of people and metal and gems lying all about. Uh, the sarcophagi are actually still intact. Uh, they are undamaged by the earthen grasp that Root had sent out to crush. Uh, Wait, was it Earth and Grasp, or... It was a one of these. Erupting Earth. How did I get a rough... Eruption! <laughs> uh, so erupting Earth that just decimated these fossilized people. Um, and you all can see that those bodies are crumpling. Slowly, but they are still be, you know, collapsing down on themselves without any interaction. What would you all like to do? Um, Is there lots of jewels lying around? There do appear to be a handful that are still intact. The ones that had shattered uh, are also crumbling to dust. Oh, they're crumbling to dust? Mm-hmm. Just like the fossilized people. We were going to bring them up, right? To the uh, to glint scale? Is that what the plan was? Yeah, I would say if a few can be preserved, uh, I would say be very gentle. They appear to be just as fragile as the mummies. I know I have a few pockets what? full. To sleight of hand for no one to notice me to pick up, like, I don't know, some gold or jewels or something. Uh, Chinese. Roll a d6 for me, please. Because that's higher than anyone's passive perception. Two. Okay. Uh, you grab two gems that at a cursory glance look like they're worth about 25 gold. Uh, they're fairly decent sized garnets. Flawless garnet. Oh, what was that game? Skyrim. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> just going to act like I'm just like investigating, not actually dealing things. Like you take an arrow to the knee. That was one for like Challenge A, right? You had to bring the garnets for to make him like a wedding thing, or a necklace for his. No, am I thinking wrong? No, I think you're well. 
There were so many side quests in Skyrim. <laughs> That's true. I just restarted too because it came out on Switch for like twenty bucks with all the DLCs. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Boop." Actually, <laughs> that's, that's a good little. Oh, I only got twenty minutes. All right. Elder Scrolls Six or Skyrim re 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 release. Yes. I hear Starfield's good though. I've heard good things. I haven't looked into it myself. That's that's all I've just heard. But uh Kalen, how are you, how are you feeling there? Are you all right? No. No, I'm not. I uh <clears throat> I am hurting pretty bad. Um could use a nap. This is why we don't mess with dead things. <sighs> yeah, you're right. And then Root goes ahead and casts Healing Spirit. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's one minute, so you all can get 50 hit points back. 50. So just doing the good old run in a circle. Well, I can actually set us up a place that would be safe to rest in if we need a little rest. Is it a miniature tent? It is indeed. I mean, I'd be good with it to do a long rest. Me too. Very good. If, if that's okay. Could save your healing spirit spell. Well, she'll get it back anyways. Back. Oh, yeah, that's right. She'll get it. What? 10 foot radius and mobile dome force. I always forget how big the tiny hut really is. Tiny hut is huge. <laughs> it's like a house. Yeah, you know what? I think it's because I think of it as 10-foot diameter. And yep. it's not. It's a 10-foot radius. Otherwise, this is like... Yeah, it's a whole half a house. And for those of you going guffaw and who are listening on the podcast, are like, yeah, I'm poor, and 20-foot is half a house. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, whoops. I forgot to write who had that. That was Scarlet. Okay. Uh, so are you casting that in here, or are you just popping in to let people know you have the option? Um, I have the option. I don't know if we want to go where all the crumbly stuff is, or if we want to head out a little bit into the, the anti-anti-chamber, the chamber before this chamber. I, yeah, I think we should go to the other chamber. We still got to get through these other doors, too. So Perfect. If that's okay, then I'll, I'll set it up in here. Are those doors still closed, or are they open, I if I remember correctly, they are still closed because I think it was the option of opening the doors or channeling more power. Yep. But you guys may have some options for that. Uh, but there are also still more gems on the ground. Um, there's, of course, the crumbling people dust, the two massive statues, the warforged. I'm going to collect this stuff and be like, yeah, let's bring this stuff up to Glenscale. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take one of the war, like the Warforge that I put in the sarcophagi. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go over to it. Is it moving at all, or does it seem to be powered down? It's you look down at it, and it has moved from where you just kind of like shoved it in. It is now laying as if it were resting, like in repose, just arms. Uh, and you can see bits of 
this sort of dark gray dust collecting on it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick it up and take it out. Okay. Um, and basically just take it with me to where we get to the tiny hut. Got it. Uh, you do, like when you lift it out of, or you start to lift it out of the sarcophagus and you realize it's a lot heavier than it than was. It was. You, yeah. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and give me a strength athletics. It's not heavy enough that you can't lift it. It's mm-hmm. just going to see like the grace of lifting it out. 12. Okay. Uh, you kind of catch on the lid a little bit and on the side, and a large chunk of black dust falls off of it. And Half the tad's missing. <laughs> now, the Warforge is still intact, but there's a couple of spots now that are cleaner than it was. Uh, but you look, and you can see that the big dust clod that kind of collapsed in the bottom of the sarcophagus starts to congeal, almost like mercury on a plate. Uh, guys, the dust is acting weird. Uh, like weird, like how? Like turning into an ooze. What? Yes, I know. Put the put the lid back on the box. Well, I gotta get this guy out. Uh, and you close that lid. You have the war forged out. When it's all the way out of the sarcophagus, all of the dust just falls off of it onto the ground. It kind of reminds you of prestidigitation because Vren is just, you know, it's a constant cast. And this being a dusty area, I mean, it's just been sort of like step, step, cast, step, step, cast. And it's just a natural thing. He has that uh, fluency with prestidigitation to clean. Okay. But you watch it collapse, hit the ground, and roll out almost like heavy smoke before it settles. There's not as much of it there as you would have thought, considering the cloud that fell off of it. Uh, Scarlet, you collect a total of 12 gems. Sweet. Eight gems. Four go in my pocket. Oh, no, no. This is an addition to. So you no, found... no, no, no. I, oh, I'm, I'm collecting, sorry. and I'm like, put them in with other ones in my pocket. So it's a Got total it. of eight gems I collected. Right. <laughs> eight gems. All these six gems that you found uh, <laughs> are sort out or up to you, but they there's a range of them. So amongst the now 14 gems that used to be on the floor, the four that you found, uh, there are six worth 100 gold, four worth 50, and four worth 25. I never did ask. Ren had pocketed a whole bunch. He was trying to like put them in his pocket and keep them from like hitting each other and he said there's some kind of like static charge between them. Um, I don't know how he many he ended up with at that given point. Uh, double checking back through, you're sure you picked up more, but there are currently five that are fairly decently sized. They're not quite as large as a scroll, but they're about the three quarters of a scroll in length. Um, so it seems you're not sure, but none of them look like that when you picked it up. They were all broken, large kind of chunks and gemstone-looking pieces. But these are now angular, almost like two spear points, one on either end. Oh, or one of the uh, configurations in Hellraiser, where it's just sort of like the long 
pyramids stacked on the flat side. Huh. It's like those weird D4s that are like spread out? Yes. Okay. Elongated, stretched out D4s where the flat sides are sitting against each other. Okay. Oh, but you have five of these arcane-powered gems, crystals, tomato, tomato. Are they worth money or no? Probably. Finding someone to buy those are going to be a lot harder. Rather, finding someone who's going to appreciate what's in them is going to be harder. Well, Glint Scale, he's my man. He's got the you funds. He's running a whole organization, a whole, not organization, operation. I mean, it's not unusual. He did have a little bit of a posh accent, so who knows how many countries are in his museum. Pish posh. <laughs> uh, but there's also the possibility that you could find use for them. Oh. So value on these is going to be a little bit difficult to assign. I'll have to identify them after I have some rest. Yeah, I mean, I think you did identify them, though, right? Or did, was it, or is it just like an Arcana check? I, I don't remember. I think I just did detect magic, and then I we started collecting them, and then Root destroyed them, and I started picking them up while the other ones were dealing with the Warforged, and then I assisted a little bit. So I don't think I actually cast Identify, at least not to my knowledge. Okay. Got it. Um, those of you... Well, I mean, everybody is still in the room because the doors are still closed. Oh, sorry. Uh, the room is... Shrinking. A little bit cleaner than it was a minute ago. Um, I'm going to start painting us a door with my inks of something. Wondrous... Zod's wondrous inks or something. Marvelous pigments or something like that. Yes. Yep. Yep. Is there not a door in here? There is, but it's sealed uh, once the security system was set off. Yeah. Um, um, while he's painting the door, Caleb's going to try and go over to one of the piles of dust and just see if it's like dissipating more just on its own. Yeah, uh, you can sit there and you watch. You start off staring at a pile, and you're just kind of looking at it. And it's kind of hard to tell when you no longer have a pile. It's like, if I remove this one, is it no longer a pile? What about two? When do I have two piles? And then like you kind of realize that, oh, hang on, I can see the floor through the center of it now. I couldn't a moment ago. And then you start to see more spots within this little pile where you can see the floor, and it's you're not really seeing the dust move around much. Maybe a little tilt here and there, but it's going somewhere. He's going to go back to the sarcophagi that had the goo in it and see if it's more in there now. Got it. Uh, you walk over frozen warforged underarm, like just board. <laughs> uh, you slide it across and yeah, the, you can see two fossilized legs. It's going to close it. All right, guys. Well, the dust from the creatures we killed is reforming and they're going back into sarcophagi. So I think this is a regular occurrence that you can run. So they're reforming. They're going back into sarcophagi. 
So maybe this was like a like a festival thing. You come and destroy your gods and feel emancipated. It's like a cathartic thing. And then they would reform for the next person to come in and do the same thing. So you could feel some no. kind of release. No, no, no. I, I think this is still a security system. But uh, I don't think we killed the gods. These these are fake gods. Fake creators, whatever you want to call them. You know, I don't know if I don't know if I told you because I'm still working my way through that part of the memory from our last, you know, four hours down here. But the God I serve is, you know, close to that gold statue that we ran into. You know, that was looked like Silver Mother, Twilight Sister. That's the one I said. Does the does do they have a name? Twilight Sister. <clears throat> That's more like a designation. I mean, that's the name I have, or probably known by different names, but it's one I have. It's all right here in the good book. It's gonna have right, a little little tiny Twilight Sister book that he <laughs> has. Hey, I've only written but so much. Uh, Bren, go ahead and give me a religion check, please. Religion plus nine. Twenty-five. Damn. Jesus. Okay, not what I was expecting, but all right. Um, after a bit of time, and you've kind of focused in on how Kalen views his goddess and um, the different aspects that she embodies, you're like, okay, twilight, nighttime, water to some effect. Um, okay, being balanced. All right. Um, there is a goddess known in the Shadowfell, that has several names as well. Uh, one of like the titles. Um, oh my god, I just forgot the name of the thing. Bear with me just a moment. I can't believe I say welcome to my life all the time. <laughs> like senior moment. I can never remember anything. Uh, it's like some sort of fucking scale. I can't. Oh my god, this is gonna bother the hell out of me. Out of character while you're thinking about that. It's supposed to get down to 57 tonight. It's wonderful. Nice. We had a fan on in our room for like outside. So I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah, I think it was still in the 90s the other day. Ooh. I don't know. I was barely out of the house. So I don't, know. Been I don't know how I feel about that. I like the fall weather. Yeah. Fall doesn't really exist here. If we get it, it's like a week. No, but you guys have really nice winters. Yes. Very, very mild. I will take those. But bad summers. <laughs> Can't be any worse than up here. Short spring, a long, unpleasant summer. Yeah, you just have a really long summer. We don't have as long of a summer, but we <laughs> we're pretty hot up here too. Really? It was in the nineties. Muggy. Last... Yeah. Probably the plus like, like last week it was like in the ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. Eighty percent humidity, ninety yeah. degrees. It's like it's nasty. You but just walk outside short. and you can chew it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a short summer. It's like June, July, August. That's it. Yeah, here, more just July and August. Okay. I enjoy here. the 90 degree days. I don't. <laughs> I like it when I, it's a I sweat heat. too much to enjoy 90 degree days. Yeah. I like oh, dry heat. I'm to the car. I'm hot and sweating. Yeah. Oh, you like dry heat? I've got some great news for you. Doesn't exist here. Does not exist here at no. all. No. No, that's okay. I can't. I could not live in Arizona or Texas. Nope. Nope. Or California. Nope. 
I was born in California. I mean, I just said that on the nose or the stream. Hopefully that doesn't. <laughs> it's one viewer and it's me. So perfect. California's a large state. To say you were born in California doesn't really give much information. Right. It's like we are all Americans. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't like giving personal information over the internet. Very private. Twitch is pretty chill, though. I live in the. We're not big enough for people to actually care. Ooh, take that. All right. Well, I'll try not to take that too personally. But. (laughs) I'm teasing, dude. I'm teasing. I'm here, too. Uh, so because I can't remember the name of the damn thing, we're just going to go with the Mithril Scales. Um, Are they made of Mithril? Maybe. But that is her one of her many names is Mithril Scales. Uh, she is also known as the Dark Curran. See, see, the Dark Curran is more of like a name rather than like a relationship. The Twilight Sister... She's the sister who lives in Twilight. You know. I guess you could... There probably are people in this world who name their kids like Moonbeam. Secret? Well, Silver Mother. It's kind of over the moon, and the second moon is the Twilight Sister. They go together, so she's over the sister. So So is she related to the Silver Mother, or is that uh, the same person? Oh, two different people. Twilight Sister and Silver Mother are two different. And you serve the sister. Wouldn't the mother be more powerful? I mean, probably, but, you know, I'm looking for more balance in my life to right the wrongs that I've done, and that's a big thing for her, is balance. Oh, well, what things have you done wrong? Now I'm interested. Another time. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just casting a spell here, so my mind wanders. I can kind of do both at the same time. So working on the tiny... Oh, no, I'm painting. What am I talking about? (laughs) Speaking of which, this painting, I don't think it's doing it justice. I think I'm going to start all over again. I think it should be a little bit to the the left and more of like a wood pane. What do you think? Or does that kind of fit... That doesn't fit the aesthetic, does it? You want to waste the ink? On an aesthetic? Brother, just make the flipping door. The door. What? This door could be here for all time, and if and someone knows that just... I made it, I don't think like, it will be. What happened? His door is crooked. I don't think it will be, as you see here. All the dust and all the everything everywhere is being cleaned up. Even the dust from the bodies are being collected and put back in the sarcophagi. I'm I'm guessing there is some sort of janitorial staff that will clean off the paint. I don't think it will be here for all time. We need to figure out this uh, janitorial spell and uh, recopy it in wherever we go to live. Make life a lot easier. That would be fantastic, considering the places that you live were very dirty. That bad. I had a good crew cleaned up. When the seas were really rough, the chamber pot would spill everywhere. It was terrible. Ah. That's not a... You know what? This is sibling strife. I'm gonna just. Uh, and Vren, since you had such a high uh, religion check, you would. Uh, the Silver Mother is just called the Mother and the Shadowfell, and she does have a pretty 
big significance for some of the more religious folk there, just because, you know, she's associated with the night. She is the primary moon for the material plane, or at least this world on the material plane. She's associated with the major moon, but in the Shadowfell, she's kind of associated with um, the entire passing of night, which never really stops. So would it be accurate to say that my family might have worshipped her? It's possible, because, but she is good aligned. Uh, Garen and, to some extent, the Morrigan are more, more evil aligned, more associated with death. Um, like, Garen is, like, the holder of death, so he dislikes the undead. It's, death is sacred. Shouldn't pass over. Uh, the Morrigan is a goddess of war, and she's more about, you know, creating death, but still not undeath. Uh, so it kind of depends on where your family kind of fell. If just focusing on the night, then Twilight Sisters, Silver Mother, would probably be better options. If it was um, more about the death aspects in the Shadowfell, it probably would have been Garen or the Morrigan. Um, and the Morgan is something that you've not heard much of in the material plane. We worshipped the Morgan where I was from. At least my parents did. We didn't get that involved. I had other things to do. And if I recall, Scarlet, you would skip out on all the priory lessons. Yeah. You were the bookworm in the family. I could have cared less. You know, it really bothered Mother that you wouldn't even learn your first recitation i can write and i can spell i mean what more do i need said recitation the recitation of the morgan prayer no i don't need that that's why you broke her heart do you think the doorknob should be gold or silver just paint a flipping doorknob well yeah. does it go with the rest of the door gold and gold gold Brent, goes Brent stands back for a second he goes all right all right gold it is Continues painting. It, the gold really ties the room together. So, how large of a door are you choosing to do? Because medium creatures can fit within a small space. So, you could have it as small as two and a half feet, and you all would squeeze. It would be difficult to rain for that space, but not no, that it's got to be a door that fits. Oh, okay. you can walk stately through. Ren would not do a small door. You could do a magnanimous door. Well, there's not enough room for that. So it's going to have to be a functional yet aesthetically pleasing door with a gold doorknob. You guys can take a long rest while he uh, makes this uh, door because we'll be here all night. Knowing you, you'll make little gold inlay. Little. I was considering it. What do you think? Or maybe a bit of like brass, you know, not to be too flashy. So maybe brass inlay. With the gold doorknob. Gold, gold door How about you just make a door? See, even Kaylin said it. Did, I don't know if I said it clearly, but I'm literally at 7% charge right now. Root, but how do you feel? I thought Root took care of that. But Did that being said, Root, what about like, like, like a leaf motif right in the center? Sure, if that'll move it along. Caleb's actually going like to step a... back for a second and kind of, even with all of friends' shenanigans, 
He's going to try and notice, does he really, is he really just focused in on this art? Is it somehow his artistic outlet somehow really important to him? Because I feel like this is the first time this, at least Kalen, at least I am seeing this. Of He's like, he's getting frustrated, but then he's like, wait a second. Is this something that he's finding truly important? I don't know if you need me to check for that or if there's just going to be some role play, but it's what he's trying to notice. Uh, so, Vren, I will leave it up to you if you want to role play it or if you want him to make an insight check. Uh, uh, and then... Yeah, go ahead. You could get... Insight would be good. Insight? Yeah. Because he knows about the cartographers. He knows he's got, you got that at least, but now he's seeing that. So, insight check. Excuse me. 19. 19. Yeah, Bren, this is like one of his things. Like, he, he enjoys being noble and seeing art and heraldry, and it's it's a thing for him. And he might be being fastidious and kind of to an annoying level, but he really throws himself into those things. Like, making maps, they have to be exact. And, and even when he does, he wants to put, like, the scroll around where, like, you know, you have the little sea dragon or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, makes sense. Um, it's something he's it, passionate about. Right, right. That's his, okay. his, I guess, his artistic outlet. Galen noticing that will actually, he'll come over, he'll put the Warforged buddy down, and, and he'll start looking at it and be like, you know, I think the leaf motif would actually be really good. And you should do some of the silver inlay and really pull out the different colors. I think that would be great. But you, you know just... what you need. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you, go ahead. You could go. No, 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 no. Oh. He he just stands and uh, regard regards you for a moment. I think you're right. Thank you, Kalen. Thank you. And he you're continues welcome. on uh, doing the painting even more, like into it. I mean, he and, is trying to be semi quick, but he also wants it to look good. Yep. And if he ever turns around, Kalen will be all for just giving suggestions and offering his opinion. Perfect. But you know what I think you need, brother? Can you paint a little, a little tiny red wren at the top, like a little bird? Yes, please. It will go with your leaf motif. Kaylin, she wants me to do that on everything. Every map I ever made of the coasts that we visited, I had to put that on all my maps. It's just a little bird. That's all it is. It it might just be a little bird. He's going to look at Scarlet, but... It is his door. Okay. So if he if he chooses, you know, maybe he wants to put his own signature on the piece. Oh, what's your signature? Do you need an hourglass? Never thought about that. Everything I've ever done is put your signature on things. All right. Well, well make me time for it. you to put your own stamp. He'll uh, <laughs> he'll continue to do it, and but he will suddenly give in to the to his sibling like he always does, and. In there, there will be like he'll try to make it more hidden, not as pronounced, but there will be <laughs> there will be the at least the shape in the wood grain of a of a red. It's not gonna be like a bright red thing. Hourglass. Combine the two of you. That's fascinating. He'll try and do that too, if possible. He's in there with the brushes that you use to paint minis. He's painting on a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's got the little glasses, the magnifying glass. Right in there, right in there, yes. It's got the little, like, you know, yep. pop it up to the different magnification. Yep. One or two? One 
too. <laughs> oh, mercy me. Uh, Root, would you mind giving me a perception check while this is happening? What? Also, inspiration to Kaelin and Ren, please. Because that was some really nice roleplay. Can, can I have more than one? I already have inspiration. Oh. Or the same inspiration, just the one, sorry. Oh. Eleven. All right. Um, at least it's not as dusty in this room as it was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so helpful. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ren, it's been about ten minutes worth of painting. Um, do you feel satisfied with the door? How much can I cover in ten minutes with those things? Well, I think it's like as an action you can cover like a five foot space. So I'm just saying that like you're taking the extra time to make it perfect. Okay. How good does it look? After ten minutes, pretty amazing. If you want, you can make. I'll let you choose the mental stat. Um, but you can make that check with proficiency since it's technically a magical item. So if it's intelligence or wisdom or charisma, are you using techniques that you've learned? Uh, are you using just going by feel of how the you know, your oh, current no, no. He likes to measure everything. He's he's very scientific minded. Oh. Uh, so intelligence if 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 it's if it makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. So nice. yeah, it, it looks amazing. It looks like it should have been the door for this room. All right, I have finished the door. Would you like to try it? He stands back, and he kind of like, he kind of like pushes like Scarlet out of the way, not really noticing, and open and like holding the way open for Kaylin to try it. I would love to, and it looks marvelous. He'll walk up. I have. I'm assuming just he'll reach for the handle, even though it's a painting. As you reach for it, and as the artist has stepped away, the knob kind of meets you halfway. Uh, so you, as you're reaching towards it, it pops out. And then as you grip, you can see that the door has come to life. Uh, excited, as it were, by you gripping it by the knob so gently. I was going to say, man, you just start talking about knobs popping out, meeting <laughs> me halfway. <laughs> was, you forgot to polish this knob over here, guys. A little spit shine. <laughs> um... The wood grain embeds itself into the door, the silver filigree that has made up this leaf motif, uh, with a couple of little cheeky little wrens hidden amongst the grain. It's a beautiful door. And you open it to see that the other door is still on the other side of this 10-foot room. Yep, and he'll look back. Wren, looks like you have another blank canvas. Oh, what do you think? What do you think? I'm thinking something more seamanship, so that uh, maybe maybe Ren will like it. Maybe maybe more like a uh, like, like a captain's door that you would walk through into the captain's chamber. I think that would be a great idea, if it's what you want. So that's what he's going to start doing. He's got to make sure he's got the like the little like a I don't know if they call it like a, a porthole, but it's got like a little port window, like a little window in it with glass and. That's he starts, I guess he starts painting that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Root and Scarlet, as he begins painting, there's a very quiet hiss and a click 
and you look and every single sarcophagus lid has closed. Weird things are happening. Oh, yeah, I think they're just reforming and going back to the sarcophagi. I mean, you could check one, see if the gems are even back there, too. Do you think the door unlocked since we uh, reset the security system? I don't think I got a full reset of it, because I did only get the options of open doors or redirect power. I mean, he's going to look at Vren, seeing him have his moment of painting, and be like, they're still locked. Is there still that, like, tent that Vren made? No, no, I was I was waiting until we got to the next room. Oh. He's going to... Kalen's also, while he's painting on the other door, kind of look around and be like, so the gems collected, you still got those? Yeah, all eight. They're still in your pocket? Yeah, yeah. Deal. The ones that I collected are still there. Kalen, why did you grab your boob when you asked if it was in your pocket? Because I didn't... I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was too lazy. <laughs> I was too lazy. I went pocket. I didn't grab boob, but honestly, I was too lazy to sit up and be like this. So I was just like, eh, it's your like pocket. Sure pocket. Yeah, sure pocket. <laughs> That's honestly yeah, why. Down. <laughs> Been a long day. Yeah, it has. Oh my god, it has. Yeah. It was like an was... above the pad, not like a below the pad. Yeah. <laughs> just got them in your pockets. I mean, I don't know where her hidden pockets are of those other gems she's stealing. You don't know anything about that. There was only eight gems to begin with. I don't know anything, <laughs> but Ethan does. Yeah. <laughs> and Ethan's the one that tapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> Sorry, that, that broke me, so I had to call it out. Uh, cleavage pockets aside, what are the rest of you doing uh right now i know vren is working on his next door something a little bit more captain's quarters this time instead of the the filigree so the gems were still in her pocket the six that she picked up yes yeah Eight. yeah all right that's all that's all that Kaylin was just curious to see if they somehow also turned to dust and went back without them notice, noticing Yes, I'm sorry. I misspoke, Ren. Uh, four. Um, so both of the two that she picked up are still there in one piece. Listen, I know I got sticky fingers. Slowly counting down. Oh, all I got was this 125 gold one. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Oh, I forgot to pick any up. I don't know what happened. They must have a hole in my pocket. Must have a hole in my pocket. <laughs> we can't forget to get the uh, the statue that we're going to bring out when we turn you into a rhinoceros. So that we had all that planned out. Yeah, because that's yeah. going to pay for all my uh, spell inscribing, and I need much more spells. My spell book is very bare for someone of my caliber. And I was also I was just kind of thinking back over that after I you know was thinking about that today. Uh, Root, couldn't you wild shape into something big enough to carry it out? Versus us having to use polymorph. I can wild shape. Hmm. I wonder I think if I can maybe. And I, I know I can't do large beasts yet, can I? Level. Yeah, I think by level eight, you have them level all nine. unlocked. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, because you should have fly speed by now, because I think six is swim speed. I think so. I think you're right. I remember I remember it was a big day when Capes got it, so. Yeah. So he had it all of two sessions and then we went underwater. Aww. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, that's okay. I can fly. Man, we're underwater. It's been a long time since I've played a level nine character. I mean, it's been at least two weeks. <laughs> a, a month. You? Uh, no, longer than that. Yeah, it has been a month and a half. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it says at level eight, you've unlocked flying, swimming, but max CR. Because you're not Moon Druid, are you? No, <laughs> land. So max CR1. So I don't know what the biggest size of those you could be. Pretty big, though, because I think you could turn it like... What CR is a T-Rex? Is it two? Or five? Oh, CR... Uh, T-Rex is pretty... Pretty pretty up there. That is... CR8. Eight. Okay. Ooh. Yikes. Leo? Never mind. Alrighty. So we've got the the gems are still in your pocket. Uh, Vrens are still in his pocket. Door is being painted. Uh, Root and Scarlet, is there anything particular you guys are doing? I'm just going to look around the room, see if there's anything else interesting of note or of value. And I just want to keep a lookout because I'm still a little sketched out by this whole thing. Got it. All right. Uh, so Root, go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, Scarlet, for you, it would kind of depend. Are you like investigating? Then do investigation check. If you're just trying to see at a quick glance if there's anything worth finding, I would call it perception. Yeah, we'll say investigating. Twenty-two. Nine. Oh. Uh, Scarlet, not a whole lot of interest seems to be left. Um, you, you're. Fairly confident you got the most expensive stuff, but some of the other metals that should have been on the ground aren't there, and that's just kind of weird. Um, Root, you can see that in a line around each of the sarcophagi along the lid is this light, this sort of amber light that is very faint, but you can definitely make it out. And there's a, oh, 22. You also can notice that there is a slight hum in the floor. I don't like this. Uh, what don't you like? The floor is humming. There's weird lights. I'm ready to get out of this room. What? The floor is probably humming because the power has been returned to it. Where's the light? Root points to where the amber light is coming from. So is there somewhere else we can go? Hey. Hey, brother. Hmm, yes. Uh, how's that door coming? I think it's coming out pretty good. What do you think? Do you it, think it should have, a like, a... It's It's got more of, like, a crooked look, but that's just because it's supposed to look like it's on a ship where it's not as, as well done as the previous door. It does. It, it looks really good, but uh, uh, I don't know how much time we have because... The sarcophagus is glowing, and the room is humming. Your door is beautiful. But I wish I could take the door with me, because I want to... Will you paint the captain's door for me like that when we get our ship back? Well, I'm sure we could... Maybe I could make a sketch of it, and then we could have it built 
assuming we ever actually make any money in this world that we are in. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll make some good money. Yeah, that's Tash. You should buy a ship. Two or three. A fleet. Um, the only thing Caleb's probably going to work on is once that door is finished, he's going to collect the Warforge she was carrying, put it in the middle area, and then he's going to go get Gurdon and the other Warforged off the wall. I'm just grabbing them just in case, because I would hate to just leave them. Uh, so just both of them. Just... Got it. Uh, the Warforged that he had crushed up against the wall actually does fall apart onto uh, the ground. Uh, there's a, a few pieces of metal, so he's still kind of stuck in position until the web can get pulled or dissolve. Um, so he definitely looks quite annoyed, but he, not a whole lot he can do about it at the moment. Uh, but you do yep. collect him, and by this point, I would say it's probably five minutes into your second door. Okay. That all of the lids have a light that flashes out from underneath, and then a slow release of air just quietly hissing out from all of them. Uh, I think we got a problem. Oh, what's that? Uh, the, the sarcophagi are flashing lights, which could either mean they're fully regenerated, as in the buys are all back in there, or they're about to go off again. I believe I shut down this area, but I, I'm still new to the coding and security system, so if that door's good enough, well, if you feel it's good enough, we should probably get through it and then close these doors back up. Well, it could, it could open, per se. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say it's good enough. But it, I'll try and open it, see if it opens. Uh, as you reach towards the handle, which has like half of an anchor motif kind of carved into it, the other part is smooth because you haven't had a chance to finish that drawing. Uh, but the handle pops out. You know what? Fuck it. The knob meets you halfway. You grip it gently and slide it open without resistance. It uh, it appears to be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> then I think we should go ahead through. Um, I will say I'm going to try and get the Forge Buddies up and running. And I feel like they would love some more paint. If you, I might let you just kind of paint on their armor and their bodies until they make them either distinguished gentlemen or ladies and however you wish to draw them. Yeah, we could definitely do that. I think we're resting first, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That, that's happening first. This is, uh, this is like, I'm just trying to make sure you have, you know, you have future canvases. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So you've got the one firmly grasped under two arms, like a, it, it's a plank of wood that you're carrying around, except it happens to be made of metal and was previously semi-sentient. Um, you make it through the second door. Does anyone stay behind? No. <laughs> it, I, I don't know how these doors work, but if, if someone has to stay behind so that he can drop the one off to come back and get this one, He'll ask to do that so that he can run and grab both of these. Okay. Let me see if that one is strong enough, because that one was actually worse shape than the other two. Uh, alrighty. So, everyone 
funnels out. Kaylin, you run back, grab him, run back out. Uh, turn and just close the door behind you, and you look in your arm, and you've got the upper half. Well, I that likes legs, so we'll see if we can get uh, repaired. Give it some legs. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, so are you going to, like, C-3PO tie him to your back and then kind of just plank carry the other one? Right now, my plan is to, once we go in the tiny hut, work on them. So. Got it. All right. Uh, so you all are in that small room. You are right next to the Ankeg room. Um, where do you guys want to go? Do you want to stay where you are? Tiny hut, long rest, short rest? I say I tiny know. hut with a, a long rest. My mind is quite fatigued. I agree. I third that. Okie dokie. So you all make it inside. The doors close. They are still functional. Uh, they have a nice little lock. You might have to, you can choose to lock it, but then you would probably have to paint a key to actually use the lock fun function to unlock it. But that's up to you, Vren. Otherwise, you can spend the next 10 minutes ritual casting Tiny Hut. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. Okay. Uh, what does your hut look like? Uh, what kind of temperature do you have inside? Is there any sort of ambiance? There's very, like, a low lighting. It's very um, Shadowfell-esque in the sense that it, almost vampiric-esque. It's, it's kind of, like, dark. There's just a little bit of flickering light. Um, if he could, he'd make it almost like a, like stone-like um, on the inside. Um and you know, like with a little like chandelier with some some candles and you know, very um strad esque. Nice job, brother. It reminds me of our living room. That's actually what I designed it on. Hmm. It just I feel like I'm at home. I feel a little homesick. I know. Nostalgia. One day. One day we will we will get them back. And we take Caitlin's gonna just look around and be like, this explains so much. What do you think about the skull on the wall? That's actually one of our ancestors. Well, I mean, that's not his actual skull. This is just a replication in my spell, but that is one of our ancestors. Ooh. One of your ancestors, not like, this isn't like taxidermy, it's just family history. That's to each family their own. Well, back at home it was taxidermy, but here it's just a spell, so it's not really real. Got it. Again, explains a lot. I love this so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys institute any sort of watch? Do you guys just collapse in exhaustion? Is there any sort of mealtime? Downtime? I sit in my favorite chair, and I get kind of like a long, kind of homesick look in my eyes. It's been a long time since I've been back here. Do you remember when we used to play knuckle bones? Yes, I would beat you every time. Not he looks, over, he looks over at Kaylin and Root, and he's like, I'm pretty sure she... she. Kaylin's just coming in, yeah, probably. Winning's winning? He's gonna look at Root like... <laughs> That's right, Root. Okay, competitive. That's where it goes away. Okay. Well, you say we play Wickle Bones for old time's sake. Fine. Okay, um, so I'm a little bit fuzzy on knuckle bones, but <laughs> let's go ahead and decide that it's 3d6 and the highest wins. 
we'll go best of three. So whoever's playing Knucklebones, uh, just roll three d6. All at once? Yep. Should, should do the whole bluffing thing, like... Look, I don't want to make up a bunch of rules and shit right off the top of my head. I gotta... <laughs> No, it's, it's just like the, what was it, the Pirates of the Caribbean, where it was like, just roll, and you're like, ah, I got 15. <laughs> Are either of you guys joining in? You know what, Kalen would. He'd be like, he sees them rolling, and like, eh, what the hell. Root just wants Three. to spectate. Root, where's your sense of competitiveness? <laughs> All that get, matters is if you win. If you get dead man's eyes, though, you get to roll twice. Well, you only got one eye, so he just kind of blinks along. All right, so the first round is a tie between Scarlet and Vranit. Because you guys are doing best of three, the first round you both get a point. All right. I got 11 the uh, next time. I'm totally it. fine with her cheating, too. Even if he notices, he's just going <laughs> to roll with it. <laughs> All right. I'll try to play Alex this time. <laughs> so, Scarlet, you have two points. Uh, Kaylin, you. Still have zero. Vren, you have one. All right. Well, one more roll. Ooh. Vren, you have two points. Scarlet, you have two points. Caitlin, you have one point. Could very well be game set. Let's see. Oh, no. Oh! Oh, no. Caitlin! <laughs> it's all twos. And oh. I will say, even though it can't happen, one of my dad was totally cocked. <laughs> it was literally on its side. <laughs> All right. Last roll for real this time, because someone's got to win. Oh. Not me. Oh. <laughs> and it's Scarlet takes it with a 13. <laughs> I swear I saw you move it. It's all on the wrist. Fair I'll enough. come up with rules if you guys want me to for like another version of oh. this later, but not right now. Dear God, no. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, that was fun. Yeah, maybe sit back like, do I have a gambling addiction? <laughs> Possibly. And they're actually made of real knuckle bones, which is how they got the name. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't play. We don't mess with dead things. So oh, beautiful. Kalen's going to just have a slightly just. Thinking off memory past when he thinks about knuckle bones. Yep. It's this weird sort of interdimensional blast where you just get bones are best and just <laughs> skeletons <laughs> throwing their own knuckle bones and, and just <laughs> with a finger sticking out of the mouth. Ah, I miss that character. He was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm also but... a terrible person, but that's not new. So. Uh, anything else that you all want to work on during this long rest? Yeah, because Kalen only has to do like the six hours for the set and rest. He's going to take like the first two and he's going to try and tinker on um, the two Warforged, see what he can do to try and like repair them. He's got, he's going to take out his flask of oil, try and just lubricate parts. He'll even, if Vren is awake, like, see if he wants to help him tinker on these. Just explain that he wants to try and see if he can get him back up and running. Okay. Very good. Uh, I think I transfer four, so um, I guess right after the transfer, whenever he's going to identify the, the those elongated crystals, uh, ritually cast some identify on that, and then 
he would definitely uh, break out his tinker tools um, and assist Kaylin. Okay. In in my head, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Vren and Ren take separate sleep trances. Yes. That over the course of eight hours, one of the two of you is awake, even if you're amongst friends. But yes. that's just my head canon. Is that accurate? Yeah. We don't trust anybody else completely. Got it. So who even would take friends? <laughs> even friends. Uh, who would take the first rest? You can take the first rest. Very good. Thank you. Okay. So, Kaylin, with that in mind, you see him start going to sleep. If you want, you can do your sentries rest at the yeah. start, so that way you still have some time after. Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. All right, so then after that, so at the end of the night-ish, because you guys are underground, that really is kind of meaningless, um, is when you guys will do the checks for your gemstones as well as for the Warforged. Is that fair? Yeah, that sounds, sounds good to me. I wanted right. to uh, study the maps that um, uh, Vren has made and that I have. Just looking them over and looking at, I guess, different things and different parts of the maps. Wait, the maps? Don't He made a map. Didn't he make a map? He made a map of all the lodestones. Yeah. And we I have a map to. of... Don't we have a general map of, oh, like, great. the area in this world? That's right. I actually forgot that. My bad. Okay. Um. Let's see. You've been at sea, at least within the inland sea. Uh, go ahead. Oh, what would this be? What is your character background? Mechanically. Mechanically, I think I'm a. Is it a sailor? Yeah, I want to say it. Pirate. Okay. The pirate so, go ahead and make a survival check with proficiency. If you're already proficient, then you get to add your proficiency bonus again. I'm not proficient. Okay. So plus four. 22 critical success. So 26. Nice. Okay. Uh, with the crit, you can actually map out where on this map that he created of the large sphere in the uh, in the first set of rooms, uh, you can see where the actual current coastline is. And you can see that where you all are now should have been pretty inland, uh, even at that time. But the coast is much larger. That inland sea didn't exist before. And you can also see that there's a should have been a very large city with travel routes in the middle of the Singing Sands. An area that you're pretty sure everyone else has said is very dead and very toxic. But apparently at some point in time it wasn't. Uh, you can also see that many of these, just based on how his map is drawn out and connections that Vren made while he was making it, some of these places might be connected still, like in a physical sense, but it's a little hard to tell with the notations and stuff that was on the sphere that Vren was trying to decode. Is it like just a, a tunnel network? You've dealt with tunnel networks many times. It's sort of like that. Is it something more arcane? Is it a combination? It's a little tough to tell that aspect, but it seems like 
either communication or travel between these different points should theoretically still be possible because the coastlines that were damaged are not along many of these lines. When uh, Vren wakes up, I'm going to discuss that with him, mention it to him. Okay. Uh, Root, do you... I forget, your air, your base is Aarakocra. Do you need eight hours rest? Yes. Okay. And I'd like to like do that with, like meditating, trying to like reconnect back to the forest. Absolutely. Uh, is this tied to something that we had discussed previously? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Root, go ahead and give me a religion check. Okay. Uh, it's a little difficult to connect in here. There's a lot of electricity, which is natural for you. It's, you know, you have been in the air during storms, even when you were told not to. It was just too exciting not to try and fly amongst and not be struck by lightning when you were a teenager. Um, because, of course, why wouldn't you? Uh, but this doesn't feel right. It feels somehow confined, which seems so antithetical to what a lightning bolt should be. Uh, so it takes you quite a while uh, of focusing in and trying to get past this confined electricity and find you in the moment in the air with real lightning. Uh, eventually, you do get there. You feel a little tired, mentally tired, and it's weird. You know you definitely fell asleep at some point, but this feels so alive. The rain bouncing off of your face, the way the wind is trying to tear at your wings as you just glide in and out amongst this turmoil. And you can see ahead of you a very dim light. To your left is sort of this greenish-tinted light. Uh, you immediately feel like spring. And to your right is a safe descent to the ground. Which way do you go? To the right. To the safety of the ground? Yeah. Okay. Um, as you sail down trying to avoid getting struck any further by any lightning. Uh, you cast one last glance up to the green light, and you're pretty sure that you saw a face in the leaves as you begin to land down towards the land. Uh, give me just a sec. Uh, so with that information... Do you continue down towards the land? Yes. Okay. All right. So you land gently on the ground. Um, the second one is on your left, by the way. Just to double check. Green man. Yeah. Okay. So you land on the ground, safe and sound. Uh, you wake up at the end of your long rest, feeling rested. So let me know if when you want to do the other part or if you've decided you don't want to do that anymore and then, you know, I won't pop that out. Alrighty. 
Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, Kaylin and Vren. So, Vren, you have an opportunity first to do your identify on the magic stones before he has a chance to wake up. So you can see Kaylin's currently doing his little sentry rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take the time to ritual cast, identify the gemstone itself isn't magical. Okay. But the inside of it is pure magic. It is the pure arcane weave before it was woven together. It is, I mean, you could think of it like you have lightning in a bottle. Um, There is no school of magic that it correlates to. There's no spell it correlates to because it correlates to everything. This is the original power that fuels all of the order that came out afterwards. Can I... What do I think I could do with that? Could I uh, absorb that? Let's see. Um, Ren's focus has been on time, the manipulation of time, and interplanar travel, right? Correct, yes. Okay. Prior to the incident, was that still his main focus? Or was he learning magic as a power source, as a family requirement? What would you consider it more of? So originally he went to, to school because that um, he was adept and he was studious and they figured uh, having a, a magic use in the family um, is what he went to school for to become powerful. But then after everything happened, he wanted to go back to the way things were. So then he kind of had the time magic bent um to to everything because he wanted to rewrite time was basically his ultimate goal and but then he got sidetracked pirating with his system the whole portal spell was him trying to like make them escape he was reading a scroll they didn't understand and he flubbed it and that's how they ended up in the material plane so so time magic is his ultimate goal or the manipulation of thereof because he thinks that um Anything can be fixed through time. If you can traverse time itself, then you are pretty much close, as close to omnipotent as he thinks it's humanoidly possible to get. Because you can just go and change something in the past and rewrite the future. So then, go ahead and give me an Arcana check, and I'll see how many different options would probably instantly spring to mind. And then other things he can research as he has these items. Okay. Oh, nice. Dirty 20. Uh, if he feels like that's not enough, he would totally blow his inspiration. On I'll give you what this has yielded so far. And if it's not enough, he could spend the next hour while he's waiting for Kalen to wake up, just running through ideas if you want to do the check again. And okay. then based whether or not you want to do the inspiration on that one. But Dirty 20 is pretty decent, in my opinion. Um... There is a possibility of absorbing this magic, but because it doesn't obey necessary rules and order, it's a little dangerous. It could be a significant power bump. It could be a minor one. It could do nothing. It could be detrimental. It's a very high-risk maneuver to try to absorb something that is not controlled. Uh, And with time being fairly regimented as far as 
what you have thus far. It's still more or less linear, with several exceptions that you know of. Um, it's it's definitely risky. Uh, another option is to infuse this into something else to imbue that with a large amount of power. Uh, you could treat it as a pseudo power source. You could treat it as some sort of connection between the arcane and this item or creature or place. So you could definitely infuse it into something, somewhere, someone. Uh, you definitely have some options with that. There's also quite a few that you're not sure. But it's also entirely possible, because it is pure arcane, that you could replicate something that already exists by forcing this chaos into order. Okay, he'll he'll keep running through ideas until uh until Kalen wakes up. Okay. Uh, Kalen, you wake up. Root is soundly sleeping. Scarlet is asleep. Vren, uh, Vren is currently making notes with a gem at his feet. Okay. He's gonna just kind of be like, "All right, well, Vren, I'm gonna start tinkering on these. If if you want to help me out here, I'm gonna try and get these back up to." Possibly operational or make some repairs. If you're working on your other stuff, totally understand. But I'll just be here tinkering away if you want to get a look at the inner workings of something like myself. Well, I, I must speak with you. I think it's important. Yes, yeah, yeah. He has a slightly like feverish look in his face. Um... Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey in the Stream. You can also catch the full sessions live on Twitch every other Thursday from 8-ish to whenever the shenanigans end. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and also the Twitch channel. Until next session, stay big from your daddy, Root.